What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me today, we got Ray Volo, no Dean, A-Squad. Ray, how we feeling? Massive Jets victory. You're, you're crushing the bucket. Should I go put on my sauce bucket hat? You may have to. Yeah, I'll go put it on. Okay, word. But yeah, uh, ma- massive fucking win. Uh, hung a 40-burger on those pussies. Sure, they had their third-string quarterback playing, but it don't matter because their starting defense was there. Minus a couple corners, but we won't talk about that. But yeah, they got fucking gashed. Jets won. It was fucking amazing. Yeah, gotta love it. Gotta love it. So Dude, I mean, th- three and two, man. We're in. A, we're actually, I think, the first wild card team as of right now. We are. Fucking love that shit. We're in second place in the division. When was the last time the Jets put up a forty burger? Uh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I genuinely could not tell you. Over a decade. No, it's probably under. I think yeah, no, Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic probably did it, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's big time. Um, so honestly, let's start right there. Jets, Dolphins, um, tight game going into the going into the second half, and then the Jets really broke it open in the fourth quarter. Teddy Bridgewater went down early in this game. They went to Skylar Thompson, who was everybody's MVP for the for the preseason. Um, but the Jets really got after him and. Uh, and Zach made enough plays. Yeah, I mean, you said if I, it wasn't even early. It was the first play. Uh, Jets got a little fucking creative on the defensive play call, which we got to love. Sent love sauce it. on that sent sauce on that corner blitz and knocked him out early. You saw, like, I didn't really see him notice it, like, live get hurt, but I was watching the replay, and you saw the way he got up. He had, like, these stiff arms and shit. Like, you knew, like, the Dolphins couldn't. Like, they actually probably legally weren't allowed to let him go back after, after that, so... Uh, I think he's in the concussion protocol now, which sucks for them. Oh, the but... concussion protocol rules have, like, completely changed. Yeah, right. Now it's like if you get touched, if you're a quarterback, like, you're in concussion protocol. Yeah, I mean, he did. Like, he came up a little stiff, which was tough. But, uh, yeah, like, I mean, you said, too, like, the Jets, we were able to get after them with uh, four for the most part. Um, I think Quinnen had half a sack. Carl Lawson had a sack. Uh, Bryce Hoff had, like, seven pressures. Uh, all in all, really, really clean game. Uh, Especially, I mean, offensively. And also, Franklin Myers, I got to touch on him, too. He played a fucking ass game. off. Dude, like, he was, like, every time, like, I noticed, like, we, he was very noticeable live, too. Like, you just, he caused that sauce pick. Um, He was in the, Skylar Thompson's face the entire time, like you said. Uh, This defensive line's really, really coming together, which you got to love as a Jets fan because it's the most expensive unit in the league, you know? You got to fucking, right. I mean, it's got, they got to deliver. Right. And, also, and also, I mean, the kids. I'll let you t- I'll let you touch on the kids. Call I mean, me. I I personally, honestly, was going to talk about this. I mean, we mention it every week. The re- the revolving door that we've had, um, especially a tackle, but on this offensive line, it's been crazy. Nice to get Dwayne Brown back. Um, thought the offensive line played really well, but I mean, the kids, the the first and second year guys. I mean, Sauce is the best player on defense. I don't even think it's close. Brees. Mm. I don't know. Quinnen plays his fucking ass off, too. He does, but, I mean, what Sauce has been able to do these first five games is is unbelievable, honestly. Nice to get his first pick of uh, of his career, too, last week. And on offense, I mean, establishing Brees looks so much more comfortable in these, like, last, like, two games than he did. It doesn't look too fast for him. For, I mean – the running style is just – I'm obsessed with. I fucking love that Le'Veon Bell, like Nick Chubbish kind kind of run style. Um, Something I noticed, 
him and uh, Michael Carter, they do have very similar running styles. Just Brees Hall is just supersized, just bigger, Massive. faster, stronger. You know what I mean? But Michael Carter, like he has that. They both have that like very patient one, like couple cuts and like they make people miss and they are, they're both, they don't go down. They are so hard to bring down, dude. That, um, that play call that his uh, long ass catch, like they, I think he had two catchers. They got down to like the half yard line each time. But mm-hmm. that first one on that wheel route, first of all, beautifully designed play. They need to keep doing using both those guys in the backfield at the same time. It just causes too much havoc for the defense. They have too much skill talent. They're like it, 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 they're both good pass catchers too. And you're gonna lose someone, dude. Like they have too much talent at skill positions with both those guys on, and then mix in Elijah Garrett and Corey Davis on the outside. Like it's just too much. Uh, they lost Brees, and then he carried like three guys almost into the end zone. We were going fucking ballistic. The atmosphere at MetLife was amazing. Uh, all in all, great win. And also, just because we didn't really specifically touch on it, AVT is probably the best player on the team as a whole. Uh, yes. Third week in a row of playing a different position, kicked out the right tackle for the first time in his life and fucking dominated. Um, he was lined up with, what's his name? I don't. It's not Dexter Lawrence. That's the Giants guy, right? Why? Agba. Christian Wilkins. No, Christian Wilkins Christian a Wilkins. lot. I keep getting those Clemson DTs confused. Um, he lined up with him and he, I mean, I don't think he had a lot of pressure. Don't think, I know he didn't allow a sack. And he was just a fucking force in the run game. Uh, all in all, like nothing else. And then I guess last thing to say too, Zach playing mistake free football, Big and time. then that and that touchdown run, got to die for the end. zone, puts his head down, fucking gets in there. That's gonna. That's how you fire a team up. Um, we get Green Bay this week. Got to keep it going. They look. I mean, I think that's a tough. It's a tough game for Green Bay coming back from London. They're on a short week coming back from London. Yeah. Um, but I mean. Like you said, Zach, playing mistake-free football is really all you need for this team. They have so many freaking weapons. They had eight guys who had catches. Nobody had more than three catches in this game, and Conklin didn't get one. So that would likely be nine guys getting involved in this offense. And we had five rushing touchdowns. That's that's what the scheme is built for. They're built to run the fucking ball, have the quarterback not make mistakes. I mean, and they have enough talent right now where – they can do that. You know what I mean? They don't, right. it doesn't need to be on Zach's shoulders. They have enough skill positions and their run game is there. I was going to say elite, but it's definitely top 10. It's, I mean, it's awesome. It's uh, t- tough for Brees. Got, got taken down, like you said, twice at the, at the one yard line. They got yeah. vultured, bo- got vultured both times yeah. by, by Michael Carter. But you, you also mentioned it too, with both of them on the field for both of those plays that Michael score, Michael Carter scored. Brees Hall was on the field and it could have been either of them. And that's scary for defenses. It's going to be awesome. Have, yeah, I don't have the numbers on how much they did it. I know they did more than they have all year this week. Uh, but pump those fucking numbers up because that I think that is going to cause hella problems for defenses. On both of Brees' catches, long catches too, they were both on the field. So, yeah. I mean, it was at least seven plays, I think, that they were on the field together. I'd be confident saying that, yeah. Which is great. We, yeah, we, we said it uh, after, uh, what was it? Not a not Pittsburgh uh, against the Bengals. We were going to do a Sunday therapy session, but haven't needed one since. Yeah, really, honestly, we don't need it right now. I mean, I mean, also, I just want to talk like we, these next three games are all winnable in my opinion. Massive. It's going to be tough games. Tough, very like I mean, at Green Bay is no slouch. Obviously, I mean, Denver doesn't look good, but at at Mile High is tough. And then home first Patriots is always tough. But if they somehow. Can find a way to come out, get take two two of these threes. 
two of these three rather, I'm going to be buying playoff tickets somewhere. Right. Especially with that back half of that schedule. Dude, that's a thing. It's... Like, every, I mean, the media, is, they, they love shit on the Jets, obviously. They're a bunch of fucking pussy cocksuckers. <laughs> but um, I, I saw a lot of people had, had them like, oh, they're not going to win before their – they may not even win until two weeks after their bye. Like, because their schedule, it was very front-loaded. So, look, I mean, coming down the stretch, if you can go into their bye week, God forbid, if they can have six wins, God, I'm going to get excited. Yeah. All right. We'll go to, uh, we'll move on to the second game. We're really riding high, though. Um, Sunday night football, Bengals, Ravens, a 19 to 17 win for Baltimore. Um, honestly, I felt like both teams were in like almost a must win game. This was a pretty ugly game, honestly, to watch. Um, and I thought it really came down to, uh, that third was it the third quarter or was it the fourth quarter by then when uh when the Bengals got stopped I think it was the third quarter um they went for it they could have made it 13 13 um and then they got stopped though so that was kind of the game even though they did score um late in the game to go up by one but honestly even after they scored they I felt like they had left too much time for Lamar Jackson and when you have the best kicker of all time like yeah you, it's really, only, you really only have to get to like the 45 and he's pretty automatic scary to say kicking has changed so much but uh yeah i didn't get to catch much of this game to be honest with you i was too busy watching the mets get annihilated but the one thing that sticks out like this um the Bengals receiving core just hasn't broken out yet i feel like they haven't had their signature breakout game and like i feel like maybe teams are starting to like they're starting to key in and like keep those too high like that's that uh like kansas city antidote you know what i mean like this like try to limit uh jamar chase but um, and then but to counter that, like you would assume if they're like let's say they're playing a little bit back, trying to like stop the explosives, that Mixon would have some room to work. But he hasn't. He's been pretty pedestrian all Dude, year. They've been so bad. Like, um, running the. I think they have. He's got like the second most carries in the league. I think, but he leads the league in one yard or less rushes, and like it's not even close. The the second guy, like. They run the ball for zero or one yard on first down almost every drive. They yeah, I mean, so many drives doing that. That's such a brutal way to um like like just start a drive. I've been Chris sent me an article today actually talking about like the you know uh, EPA like expected points uh, like yeah. I, I don't even know what the fuck it stands for. I uh, was reading it, but all I know is that if you do that, it's an, that's a negative EPA fucking monster. That's all I know. That's what I got out of the article. It's big but time. um. And then also like just like back to that run game, their longest run is like twelve yards just on the game. Like they're just not having those big plays. It's, that was in the fourth quarter too. Really? Yes. Yeah, I mean it's just tough. Mixon's I mean, been really underwhelming. No T no T Higgins, and they kind of showed it last game too when um who'd they play last game? I can't remember. But they were uh was it the Colts? Who the Colts? The, are the Bengals you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it was the – no, it was the Dolphins they played last week. It was a Thursday night game. It was a Thursday night game. They did a ton of of too high, and it was mostly shaded towards Jamar Chase, and it was giving a lot of one-on-one opportunities for T. Higgins. And he did something with it last week, but obviously no T. Higgins this week. They didn't really have anything else from – they had Michael Thomas – uh, on the outside, and they keep Tyler Boyd in the slot, but they really couldn't let Jamar Chase get free, and it's a problem for this team right now. It's 
it's really not looking good for them. I'm, I mean, I knew the, the panic meter we did last week. You guys weren't panicked, but honestly, the way this offense has looked, it's very pedestrian. Yeah, I mean, they allowed another three sacks from five QB hits too. So this revamped offensive line hasn't been as good as they expected to be, especially like we said in the run game, not creating big holes. But I, I mean, I do think this there is some cause for concern. And I think they really need to get T. Higgins back because that one-two punch, I think, is their only way that they're going to be able to uh, open up this offense a little bit. All right, we'll move on to the Monday night game. Um, Raiders got out to a nice 17 to nothing lead to start this game. But uh, somehow Patrick Mahomes finds a way to win these games. I don't even know how. They did not play well at all. I mean, they really couldn't get anybody going. I needed I needed 18 points from Kelsey la- from Kelsey yesterday and seven seven catches for 25 yards. I should be celebrating. Guy has four fucking touchdowns. <laughs> you shitting me? Four touchdowns? It's actually insane. If he got in the end zone once, I would have won. Absolutely brutal. Um, but again, I mean, for the Raiders, they absolutely needed this game. Um, to not fall so far behind in the division, um, but even for a wild card spot, starting one and four in a in a division like that, where you're going to have to play some really tough games, um, is not great. And like I said, Patrick Mahomes, I don't know how he does it to will his team to win these games. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, that's the perfect way. They really did start out well. Uh, Max Crosby, I just want to touch on him. He's a fucking freak. That, uh, I, I early better than Chandler Jones. I mean, he had two sacks, and that early one that he had where that spin move, that was fucking, um, oh, my God, why am I? But that was like Dwight Freeney-esque. Like, that was like a fucking fast as hell. He is a problem off that edge. I think he's like six sacks on the year already. Um, I have his rookie card. No big deal. No big sell, deal. Sell, sell it for big bucks. But, um, yeah, I mean, Raiders won and four start the season in a loaded AFC West, a loaded AFC in general. I mean, you have the Jets who are wild card leaders. That should tell you how good this uh, conference is. Um, yeah, I think I don't want to say it's done, but it's not. It's looking very, very bleak for them. Yeah, it's not great, but I'm actually looking at their schedule right now. They get Houston next week, then the Saints, then the Jags, the Colts, the Broncos, and then the Seahawks. Those are all winnable games for this team. This team is definitely better than one and four. Yeah, they close out. They close out pretty rough, though, if I'm not mistaken, right? They, they do close out pretty rough, but at least if you can get this to where you're over 500, maybe. I mean, if you can win four of those five, or if you're 500, if you win four of those five games, and those are all winnable games. Um, this team is definitely better than one and four, but how much better that remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean, I think the back end of their D, is, they really need to have a makeover there, though. They need, they need to go get some... Uh, some talent on the back end because I mean, I, I I know the Chiefs they have an explosive offense of every and everything, but when you have Kelsey only having twenty five yards receiving and you still give up almost three hundred yards passing to the Chiefs, there's a little bit of an issue there because I mean they have a makeshift receiving core with Marquez Valdez Scantling uh, having ninety yards receiving, Michael Harmon seventy three, like those guys. I mean I know they're fast and all and like they had some big plays mixed in there, but they got they got to fix that, got to write that ship. All right. All right. We'll move on to the rookie watch. Who's your uh, first rookie we're looking at this week? 
Uh, I want to just touch on, well, I'll, I'll touch on Bailey Zappi first. Yeah. Uh, third, what was he, a fifth round pick, right, if I'm not mistaken? Fifth. Fifth round pick, get, third string quarterback getting thrown into the fire uh, for his first start, and he fucking delivered. Played pretty clean ball, uh, 17 for 21, only 188 yards, and that, I think his pick came off like a deflection or something. So, I mean... They shut the they, who they shut out again twenty nine to nothing. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking. Oh, the, the yeah the Lions, dude. The, Lions. the fucking the Patriots shutting out the Lions is one of the craziest things because the Lions had the, the the number one offense in the league coming to this week. The office rolling. Um, yeah, they were rolling. They got shut down, and Bailey Zappi did what he needed to do, protected the ball for the most part, and uh, managed the game. So shout out to the fucking uh for one third uh third string quarterback who got thrown into the fire and ended up coming out with a dub. Yeah, for my uh, for my first rookie watch, uh, I'm looking at Alec Pierce, and it was a guy that honestly we highlighted a little bit um, coming into the draft. Dean mostly because Dean falls in love with with senior uh, senior bowl highlights, and uh, that's how he likes to rank his guys. He'll <laughs> he'll argue differently, but um, see Perrion Winfrey for uh, the same explanation. Um, but Alec Pierce for this team, I mean, over the last three weeks, five targets, six targets, and nine targets last week um, against Denver. This game was an absolute poop fest, but they did get the win. And down the stretch, Matt Ryan was going to him, like was looking for him, was not even looking for Michael Pittman. Um, and he's only played, I mean, over those last three weeks, I just mentioned only 45, 44, and he got 59% of the snaps this week. Um, didn't get in the end zone, but eight for 81 was really nice to see a really nice compliment to Michael Pittman. This team is garbage, but hopefully that when they get Jonathan Taylor back, maybe it'll reduce this team. But I mean, Matt Ryan looks really bad, but if he can get a guy like Pierce to step up with Michael Pittman, maybe it can elevate this offense a little bit to where we thought they might be. Yeah. I was going to say, I think, I think he's probably the key to this offense. They don't have a, like they have no wide receiver too. I was never really high on Pierce personally, um, especially early on as a rookie. I think he's going to take a lot of time to develop just because he kind of uh, is a linear player, relies on that speed athleticism. But they need someone to step up to take the pressure off Pittman, especially with Jonathan Taylor out. So hopefully, like you said, Taylor can come back. They can get the run game going. And if they have two weapons, it'll open up some open up the holes. Hopefully he can take the top off a deal a bit more often, let Pittman work underneath where he uh, thrives and – Let's see if this offense can get going and win the division like we all predicted. Right. All right, who you got for your uh, second rookie watch? So I'm going to go to a wide receiver who was uh, my boy in the pre-draft process, my senior ball boy, um, Khalil Shakir. Uh, Jameson Crowder, I'm pretty sure he's out for the year or he's at least on IR. Isaiah McKenzie's out for them, so they needed a, a slot guy to step up. And he had three catches on five targets for 75 yards and his uh, first career touchdown, so – uh, Chris was texting me saying he looks like he's going to be the real deal. He's saying that he wouldn't be surprised if McKenzie kind of got a uh, bledsoed a little bit and lost his job. That's how good. He, that's how promising he looked. Uh, he's super sure-handed, really good route runner, and they can move him like because him and Stephon Diggs are kind of like similar size, as you know. They can both play inside out, so I think it's going to really help this offense. And I, I mean, Gabe Davis had a monster game too. So if they can have a three-headed monster of uh, Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis and Kalisha Kier. I feel like they kind of all complement each other well. They all can do some different things. 
and they're all pretty versatile. So stock up for Khalil. That's so brutal. Just adding more weapons for Josh Allen. Yeah. That offense is fucking insane. Some of the throws he made last week were so ridiculous. I I was the beaten down Pittsburgh team, but they're they're just insane. Yeah. I mean, Chris is sending me fucking a bunch of charts and shit, how they're the best offense in the history of the NFL. Word, Chris. Um, Yeah. And then he also sent me something how, like, Josh Allen thrives under pressure, some chart, like some EPA first pressure or some shit. I don't know. Some, Chris is such an well, analytic dork. It actually is. Like, his numbers against blitzes this year yeah. are ridiculous. It's like, I don't even know why teams are continuing to blitz him because their receivers are good enough and his arm is fucking insane. Who would have thought this guy would be that fucking good? Man? I hate it so much. It's so annoying because I actually, like, really respect the way he plays, too. I love it. Yeah. I He's, not, like, not a pussy at all. Like, he seems he's like a cool big, dude, too. Big, yeah, he's a big-time player. I really like him, and, and uh, it sucks to say. All right, but I'll wrap it for us here um, with my last rookie watch. Kenneth Walker, who was my running back one coming out of this draft, fell in love with Brees, so jet up. Um but this is his backfield now. It's everybody was waiting for for Rashad Penny to get her, um, and unfortunately for Rashad Penny, uh, was it a broken tibia or something like that? Some I think he not, hurt. Not he great surgery today. Not great not for four months. But uh, Walker in his replacement after he got hurt, eight for eighty one, uh, uh, eight for eighty eight. Excuse me, and a touchdown. So really nice to see Kenneth Walker going. He will be the lead back. Um, for honestly, a really feisty Seattle team, and number one offense in the league right they're, now. They're they're coming around. Um, I'm really impressed with with what they're doing. They were my uh my season stock up, so um, really excited to see what Kenneth Walker does in this offense with those two rookie tackles. Too, I was gonna, I was gonna say I credit that offensive turnaround to those two rookie tackles. Big time. They're they're really keeping Geno upright, giving him a lot of time. Um, yeah, I mean. I mean, we were super high on both those. I think that was like my number three and five tackles in the draft. So shout out to them. Yeah. So excited to see what Kenneth Walker does um, with this backfield to himself. Um, I know you wanted to touch on Brand Staley and the uh, the Los Angeles Dude. Chargers. So we'll, we'll give you a quick. We'll give a quick three minutes to Brand Staley. And um, is it sm- Is it stupid or is is it aggressive or stupid? That's is the that- segment. Is that even a, is that a question? That was the am I kidding? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I actually didn't really know what happened during like before, so I, I had to look it up on like Twitter and I saw like the play call, the situation. I mean, a minute, just over a minute left, no timeouts on their own side of the field. They're up two, and they fucking went for it on fourth down, and they I think it was like a fucking design. It was like a an eight yard fucking pass to Michael Tom. Like what the fuck are we doing they had no timeouts there's literally that it's actually shouldn't even be a question of what they should have done i don't i know these analytic dorks are like always go for it on fourth down blah 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 it's it's the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard of analytics are all good and everything but you have to put a fucking human mind a football guy mind behind that and i mean brandon staley what the fuck man wake yeah. up i mean jacoby they have their backup quarterback in too jacoby Brissett. you think jacoby Brissett when you know they have to pass no timeouts is gonna be able to march like like fucking eighty yards down the field. Like, what are we doing? Trust your D. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, he how made much, a staple this last year. Yeah, go ahead. How much more? How much money did they spend on their defense this offseason? <laughs> Too much. 
how much how much money and assets? Cleo Mack, JC Jackson brought in fucking uh, dude. Sebastian like, Joseph Day. That, that run, the run defense is pathetic. Isn't he a defensive head coach too? Yes. Yeah, I mean Rex Ryan said like, Rex Ryan was like making fun of really big. I saw like, a little segment, but like, dude, you're a defensive head coach, a football guy. You're not going to trust your guys out there. It's fucking pitiful. Sock down for Brandon Staley. Yeah, I mean, but they won the game. It's yeah, hard to they win. got yeah, they got fucking lucky. <laughs> they missed, they missed they, the field goal as time expired. They they did get lucky. Um, but yeah. also sock down Brandon Staley, stock down analytic guys. Fuck them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is. It's like, are you going to be aggressive? Or, I mean, and he said it all last year when they kept going for it on fourth. He's like, I trust Justin Herbert. But I know that the analytics tell you to go for it. But at, at a certain point, like, they were in, it can't, it can't be analytics. It has to be some sort of mesh between yes. analytics and your eyes, like, game flow wise. Like, you, there's too many things that come down to the eye test. Dude, it's not they, ba- it's not baseball. Like they were in field really goal tough. range, so like they got it, and like they just gave them a they pretty much like they gave them a I'd say at least a sixty percent chance to win. Sure, yeah. they got lucky, but like yeah, you fucking that doesn't mean you did the right thing. Fuck. Right, and for uh, for Jacoby Brissett, his three interceptions this season are all. Under two, under three minutes left in the game. Ooh, so a little nugget right there. Yeah, a little nugget right there for you. Um, so losing some games for his team that are waiting for Deshaun Watson. I mean, this team could be this team could be four and one. Yeah, it really could. Very very easily too. All right, so a little uh, little vent sesh for Ray there talking about <laughs> talking about some stupid head coaching. Let's go to our bets this week. Uh, we actually didn't read out Dean's bet for college. We forgot. Who cares? Uh, but who cares? He actually did hit a five-unit bet. So, uh, nice job, Dean. Uh, Ray, you want to start or you want me to start? Yeah, I'll be quick. Um, right. My Jets money line bet smashed. So that was for three point oh four units. My other two bets missed. Uh, under forty one in the Giants Packers game. I mean, that game was fucking stupid. And then. Um, Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns. He had that one rushing touchdown, so it was two total, but that missed as well. So I went up a fat .04 units this week in the NFL. So a win's a win. Nice. Got to love that. Um, for me, oh, for my last three on Thursday night football, anytime touchdowns, uh, Melvin Gordon could not get in the end zone. And honestly, nobody got in the end zone. So absolutely crazy i kind of wish i bet that it should be a uh, push it should uh, be a push yeah, that's score. actually bull- that's actually bull- <laughs> uh fucking nobody scoring um so a one unit loss there uh i had the eagles minus five and a half they were up 14 nothing in complete control of the game they let the cardinals get back into it um some sloppy play down the road and then i could have had possibly an overtime chance to cover this and uh cardinals kicker missed it from the same spot that he missed like five field goals in uh, in warmups, apparently. Um, so really, really tough miss there for one and a half units. I did hit a nice two and a half unit tease. Uh, the Giants plus 17, which wasn't looking good to start, but the Giants feisty in a win. Uh, absolutely absurd game. Um, absolutely crazy that they're four and one. Uh, Buffalo minus five and a half against Pittsburgh. That was a fucking cakewalk. Um, and then Tampa Bay minus a half against Atlanta. 
and this game they were <laughs> they were in complete control of this game until they weren't and then uh the roughing the passer heard around the world uh absolutely saved me because the falcons would have had a chance to win the game <laughs> um but a nice two and a half unit win there to lose just 0.2 units this week so that's positive uh only losing 0.2 units um, and we'll read out Dean just, just for the hell of it. He had over 48 and a half against that Philly Cardinals game. This was his big analytics saying that this game was going to smash. This came nowhere close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that did not hit. Um, and again, this was an, and then his second bet, he had jets plus three and a half. And this was again, the bet that I said, the spreads have not mattered in these games. It's like 41. It was like 41 and six coming in to last week. And again, the spread did not matter. So Dean could have went money line there, but leaving units on the table, push big time. Um, But he'll take a two and a half unit win there um, for his sake. All right. So that'll wrap it up for us here on between two tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed part two of our NFL pre of our NFL recap. Excuse me. Um, Stay with us. We'll have some previews and some bets coming back this week. And I will be fading myself, especially uh, for college football. I feel all right in the NFL, you know, just got to get my mojo back. But for college football, it will be fade week. So make sure you're fading all those bets. Um, As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and stick with us as we continue this 2022-2023 season. Ray, appreciate you. Peace.